Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that while we discuss our own thoughts and opinions, just remember we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hi, Katie. Hey, Tay. <laughs> Sorry if that was loud. I was talking directly on the mic. Her, the like, mic was in her mouth. You know what? I would put in my mouth this book. Um, <laughs> if this book was phallic, I would suck on it. Anyway, A Crush for True Love. <laughs> Before we get into intro. it, anyway. <laughs> honestly, our intros and our outros are always... Awful. I was going to say award-winning and wonderful. And the fact that we haven't won podcast awards for them is actually insulting. We can go with that, too. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. I'll follow your lead on that one. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, just another day in fucking daylight savings paradise over here. Okay. So I had an iron infusion yesterday and I was like talking to the nurse and she was like, I just like, she was like, I really struggle with it. And I was like, yeah, no, I mean, everybody does. Every, I feel most people do, especially as you get older, you're more yes. aware. And like, yes, getting the extra hour of sleep is like nice. Like that was nice on Saturday to be like, oh, I get that extra hour. Sure. When I woke up and I was like, it's eight. I'm like, it's technically nine, which I never sleep that late. So I was like, oh, <laughs> look at me. Um, But it's the getting darker earlier thing. Yeah. So like I left, I had my iron infusion was at four. So I'm like watching the sunset and I'm like, I'm going to drive home and it's, I'm not going to get home until after six, which again, like isn't late, but at the same time, I was like, it's so dark. Yeah. Like I cannot do anything now after work. It's, I would much rather I have to like really, like I, eventually I'll get to a point where I'm okay with doing things in the dark. But like right now I'm like, I cannot. I'm not, yeah. yeah. Like I would much prefer the yeah. sun setting at like six. Than I, it, like, I was going to say, down I would rather the sun not rise until like 8 a.m. And then, exactly. yeah. And like get the extra hour afterward. Agreed. Then have the extra hour in the morning. Agreed. 100% agreed. Like I don't need, uh, when I'm waking up at 530 to go I to work. I don't give a fuck. It's going to be dark regardless. So, like, I don't care about no, that. And then, same. like, on the days that I work from home, I'm not getting up until, like, 7. It doesn't – I don't, it doesn't, I don't it need doesn't that extra yeah, hour. I don't care. The, I don't need the extra light in the morning. It makes no difference no. to me. It's the back end. Yes. I have been trying. Cause like, I, I've learned about myself <clears throat> that windows help. Like, my old apartment, I only had, like, those, like, back windows, and I fucking hated it. Yeah. I was also pregnant, so I couldn't – I had a hard time running because, like, I just – my heart rate – like cranked up yeah so like last year I felt it hard yeah um and it'll stay sunny in the like in New Jersey east coast ish at least in the northeast until about January and then it becomes doom and gloom here I will say though I'm trying to make it a point I I'm back to running right now so like I am outside four days a week at least to run if I can get outdoors but like I've been trying to also walk like so and I have a TikTok to post about this like so any seasonal depression people out there like Now's your time to download a platform to listen to an audiobook on. Yeah. And take yourself for like even if it's like a 30 minute walk. Like eat like today wasn't sunny, but like being outside. I know I need helps. to come on like your midday walks with you. Yeah. I just need to like I don't not I don't even know why. Like I don't. Like I really need to. Um I also just got my mom was getting rid of a stationary bike and I was like, bring it here. And the girl was like, we're gonna keep it in the garage. And I was like, 
that's stupid. I'll never use it if it's in the garage. Yeah. Like, put it in my office. Yeah, smart. Because I can, like, work. Work and then, like, hop on the bike really quickly if you want to. Yeah. Like, but I need to, like, yeah. Like, it's been obviously difficult to work out with, like, all of my issues. <laughs> issues. All of them. Speaking well, we of. we can always, like, take, like, a slow walk. Like, we don't have to walk. No, I can, I can walk, like, a normal pace. Like, right now especially. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, I'll be fine. Yeah. And, like, uh, so I'm getting, as you know. But you people don't. I'm getting a small procedure done again tomorrow. My third one this year. It's really exciting. Third one this year, seventh, like, lifetime. Um, we're vibing over here. We're vibing real hard. Oh, yeah. Um, women with uter- uteri. <laughs> Just kidding. That would imply that you had two uteruses. Um, scientific term, uteri. I made it up. Anyway, regardless, they were like, don't do anything, like, crazy for, like, the next, like, yeah. week. Especially because I'll probably have a balloon shoved up my uterus for seven days. Um, but they were like, you should like go for some walks. Maybe like Thursday, Friday, I'll go for walks with you. Yeah. I literally just like cruise the little neighborhoods. We can always like, I can always like come to you and walk down the one, like what is this, Broadway Ave? Yeah. We can like go to the park by the winter. Yeah. We just do like a few We do that too. I also there's one, was there's introduced. There's Colonia. I think that's what I was about to talk to you about because like I went there with an old coworker to walk and it's really cute there. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Okay, so we, so can, we always can do, do that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we want to stay like near the homes we can always just go around the neighborhoods here but it's it is i will say i know we're only a few days into daylight savings and it has oh, yeah. been sunny a couple of these days too like but it's helping yes um, even tom's like you're walking and i'm like dude i need like i know me like i need, I need like to be that, outside like, yeah, as I need that like sunlight on my skin yes like i just like it was really nice today too it was in like the high 60s like tomorrow i sat cool. outside for like a little bit just to like read some iron flame um and take like a break from work and I was like oh my god it's like really like it was I feel like every time there's like a nice day I'm like this is the last nice day but I yeah. feel like we're really getting to that point where like it really it's might gonna be, be the, the last like, nice like tomorrow's day. gonna be 48 but really sunny sunny so, and 48 is fine, fine. but it's like, when it's like yeah. 48 and like not sunny that's that sucks but like yeah. I will 100% be going for a walk tomorrow yes because I'm like it's there's sun outside it's so, like I need to walk yeah so like I'm really and like I will run tomorrow too. So yeah, like, I've tomorrow been fi- finishing I will... my runs further so I can walk home. Yeah, tomorrow I'm out, obviously. obviously. But Thursday, Friday, even Saturday, I don't. It might be nice to just like walk a yeah. little bit. Um, but we're not here to talk about no walking. We're not. Sorry, sorry. Um, you yeah. So you do listen to audiobooks while you walk, so it's a little relevant. We're yes. just we're just bullshitting, which we've also been doing for the past hour. Yes. We are here to talk about A Curse for True Love by Stephanie Garber, which is book three in um, the about the Once Upon a Broken Heart series, which is a spinoff from a Carval series. Yes, and honestly, all of the books are amazing. I will say, I think I'm trying to remember back to the Caraval series. I believe. Book one was definitely our favorite. Book one was my favorite. Hands down. I think that as the books went on, I liked them less. Not in a bad way. No, I, I can I can agree with that. I think I had... I didn't like Donatella as much. Yeah, I loved Scarlet I and Julian Scarlet, more than yeah. I liked Donatella and Legend. And I feel like book two for Donatella was like... I don't know. It just kind of like annoyed me. Like she annoyed me. Yes. Not like a lot, but like at times. And then Legendary was almost like a like a full circle close up of Legendary. But then kind of almost brought like some things out about like like against like Julie. I don't know. Like there's just some things I was like, come on, man. Like why? Yeah. But like Caraval to me. Like I remember vividly being on the couch in my Madawan apartment and like salivating over it. And I think I read it in a day. Yeah. And I made Tom take me to Barnes and Noble to buy the entire series. Yes. 
this i i will i don't know i think i like I liked Caraval a lot. This I like. I like the Once Upon a Broken Heart series better. a lot more than Caraval. Yes, but I think okay, and I think this is an unpopular opinion, but I think Once Upon a Broken Heart, like the book, is my favorite of the three, and I think that I feel the same way. Where like I liked book one the most, yeah. then book two, then book three. Not, I mean, I gave them all five stars, so it's like picking the like, your favorite child, like you like love them all, but yeah. I think that if I had to rank them, I would rank them like one, they two, would, three. Yeah, like the way they came out. Yeah, in descending order. I'm with you on that. I know that most people like Ballad of Never After best. Okay, I can, I can probably understand. No, why. I can understand why. There's but some I just more info there. Feel like in Once Upon a Broken Heart, I was just like so immersed. I felt like so immersed Burst. in this world, and I was like, this is just like so fun and. I don't know. I just like I love. So I it. think it's because when you first step into Stephanie Garber, like a series like this, you really feel the whimsical fairy tale vibe. Yes, and it's very, very strong in book one because yes. she's like setting it all up for you. Like, I literally felt like I was in a different world. Yes, and I, I like rode that high hard on both first books. Yes, but like as the series progressed, I think because it was already established in book one, like that, like feeling, yeah, that it like the magical component to me was taken out a bit more and just became it became like the a normal fantasy, fantasy world book. to me. Yes. I can I can understand. That's why, yeah. yeah. I think I think I understand that. Um Yeah, no, I think that's actually a really good explanation. Thank you. Wow, Katie had something yeah. really important to say today. It's very rare, but um sometimes I really do shine um, through on But yeah, Curse of True Love it like it obviously follows the same story. I mean I assume if you're listening to this and you've read the series and three. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to like bore you with a synopsis, but obviously it picks up right where book two left off. Mm-hmm. So we start out with Evangeline. She has no memories, doesn't know where she is, who, where she is. She like, I think the last thing she remembers is like her dad dying. Yes. Um, and there's just a man there, a prince, a handsome prince. And he's like, I'm your husband. And I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. We know that he's the one dumb fuck Apollo, that he's the one who stole her memories to begin with. Yes. And we're like, how did this mortal prince steal her memories? You find out at the end. How you did it. But yeah. the whole time you're like, how did you do this? And then you're also like, where the fuck is Jax? Where is Jax? And Apollo is on the manhunt for Jax. He was like, D- I want this man dead, dead because he knows that Jax can restore her memories. Well, like, he- like help her. Right. Like, she'll figure it out herself, but like, I right. need him gone. Right. And also um, he's like, the reason why we're in this situation yeah. to begin with is because Jax, which yes, true. True. Valid. Like, Jax, to me, is one of... I know people are like, oh, the morally gray, love it. Like, no, Jax legitimately is, is like, morally gray. Morally gray. Like, like, he's on a... And he says he's, it, too. He's, like, vi- he's like borderline a villain. villain. But you love him. Yes. And I think even one of the quotes is, like, I am a villain, but, like, I'm not your villain. Yeah. Or, like, Something I am a like monster, that. but I'm not your monster, which, like, I definitely have it, like... I feel like you also get a wee bit of a glimpse towards the end of this book as to why, like, Jax is the way he is yes. like it's it's like because that's how that's all he knew yeah. like he got like you learned about past excuse me lovers like he, he was almost like protecting her but like became the villain to protect the person like to protect these girls um i don't know it's like very interesting i will say i really fucking hated apollo like when she painted him as like a villain like he he got villainy yes and he got villainy hard and I did not like him at all. No, I, I mean, that's the thing too, right? Like at first I could almost 
understand Apollo's yes. motivations. Like, I think that he thought he... I honestly do believe that he was like, I am protecting her. Correct. Like, like he's delusional he, that yes. he was thinking. And again, if you think... If you look at it from his POV, book one, he's put under, like, a love spell. Yep. By Jax. Yep. He knows it's Jax. Then he's killed. Yeah. Well, we think is killed, but put into basically, like, a coma. Yeah. Um, which he believes is also Jax, which it, it, that part wasn't. Was. Oh, yeah, no, that part was. The coma was Jax. But then when he's awoken and he's cursed to be the archer, that was Lala. Yes. Yes. But all of these bad things are happening. And he like, Apollo becomes obsessed with Evangeline because of the curse. So even when the curse is broken, he still feels this like, need to like love and protect her yeah so you can almost understand it when he's like no i'm i'm helping her but then it becomes like almost too much yes well, not like he much. starts it like killing people because he's like yes this is, yeah i have to paint Jax as the bad person so this is my perfect opportunity to be like yeah because like you have to ask that little boy like oh did you see Jax? like was it Jax? and he's like no and he's like no then he asks the kid to like draw him a picture it's yeah. Jax, and he's like oh this is the murder he's like i like you get his pov in the sense of like like I had to do this. Like I had no other option. Yeah. Um, I'm also really glad. I was very nervous with this book because I thought for sure, and they're shorter because they're YA and like Stephanie does a really great job of getting right to the point, which I yes. have to they say thank you for because I was a little nervous that like we were going to have to wait a very long time for Evangeline to get her memories back. Yes. And, like, she kind of keeps even saying throughout the whole thing, like, I know I have to tell someone something, but, like, I can't remember what it is. And it's I love you. I know. To our little boy, Jack. Our Jess. little angel. And I like, too, like, there is, like, a part where, like, she kisses Apollo, but, like, the whole time her instincts are telling her, don't trust him, don't yes. trust him, don't trust him. And she can't figure out why, but, like, she knows that she doesn't trust him. And every time she's with Jax, who's Archer, um, she's like, doesn't know why she just, like, trusts him, like, trusts him implicitly. And I like that she never... Like, even though they're, yeah, everybody's like, no, you can't trust Jax. Like, you can't do this. Like, he's going to kill you or whatever it ends up being. She kind of never wavers from being like, no. Yeah. She trusts her own instincts. And I think that her character development throughout the three is books. Is really good. To trust her own instincts and to, like, stand true to, like, her convictions and everything. I love seeing that for her. I agree. I also like, you know what I also like, too? Like, I like how even though she was warned that like he's gonna kill you, I like that she's like that I'm gonna that I'm gonna die. Like I'll yeah. die. like she doesn't get like dramatic with it. She's like, no, I, like she kind of almost again like stands her ground. Like no, I won't. Like like yeah. I know my love and like I know what it is. Like I have confidence in this. Like and if it happens, like you know, then I guess he'll know that I love him. But like I don't think it will. Like and I kind of appreciate that because I hate when like these damsels, if you will, yeah. Um, or these female main characters have this whole like, I'll I'll just die then. Like it's okay. Like and I get yeah. that. Like I get that at some points. Like and I get that when you love someone. Like yes. Like you would die for them. One would hope. Um, well, if it came down to it, maybe. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I feel like it sometimes gets so like exaggerated. And like oh, I will, I will then die. So they, I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like it's like. Ugh. Like, ew, like, please stop. Like, it's too much, too much. It's too it thick. becomes too much. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're this in this instance, it's like Evangeline just kind of saying, like, well, if that's what's going to happen, it's going to happen, and he'll know I love him, but like, I really don't think it's going to happen. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Yes. But also, I like, it's a fairy tale. Like, yes. that's the thing. So it's like her, like, the kiss of true love. Yes. 
which I do want to get there because I have a lot of questions about that. I was looking for this quote that I mentioned earlier. Um, I am a murderer. I enjoy hurting people. I like blood. I like pain. I am a monster, but whether you remember it or not, I'm your monster, Evangeline. Yes, that's right. And that's true. Like he really isn't a good guy. Like, no, he's not the whole time. I'm like, I think once like the curse breaks, like he'll be a good person. Like he's not a good person, but you love him all the same. It's okay. He will protect her. And there's something that Stephanie Garber. Okay. These are YA books. And like, there's no like spice or anything, whatever. I remember being like 13 to like 16, which is probably who these books are for. Yes, probably. Right. I would, I would put that, put it at like late middle school, early high school. Yeah. Like I remember just like reading like YA like yeah. at that age. Um, the sexual tension in these books. They're high. Yeah, no. Oh, you feel it. Okay. If you love a slow burn, like filled with tension, that it's it has three, it. like it they, has it. they only get one kiss until like in book two, they get like, because when they're at the hollow, they're like, they kiss. Right. Yeah. But there's only like two kisses, like between Jackson and Evangeline throughout like the and whole you, book. You feel. And you feel you all the tension. Feel like, burn. When he bites her neck in book, oh uh, yeah, one book, yeah, book, book one. one. And he bites her neck after the whole like vampire thing. <gasps> I like mm-hmm. felt tingly, and I was like, oh my god, if I was thirteen reading this, I'd be like, what Whoa, is like, what is this? I had like, I was not, I don't know what I would have done with myself. Me either. It was like, it was really steamy. Yes, but there's so much tension, like, yes, and like good, good, like she fills these pages. Where, like, you're, like... You're feeling it. You're you feeling, feeling it, and it. nothing's even happening. No. That's just kind of magical words. She pulled away. Jax held tight, nodding her hair in his fist, keeping her forehead... Keeping his forehead pressed to hers. Please, little Fox, remember, like, him, like, ripping her yeah, hair. Yeah, like, when you can, like, envision it, and you're, like, oh. Meanwhile, me, like, it, when I'm, like, do not fucking pull my hair. It's my <laughs> favorite thing. But in books, like, every time like, they, like, wrap their, like, arms around, like, a ponytail, like, tug, I'm, like, yes. Maybe if that was good, I'd be like, get your hands off my hair. Off my hair. <laughs> but like, he's like, just please remember. And he's also like, there's just like that tension. He's yeah. like, oh. Also like, what's something that we have to remember? And it bothered me a lot in um, Legendary and Finale is the ages of these characters. Yeah. Because yeah, it is they're YA. All, they're a little different. <laughs> it is YA. But like in Legendary and Finale, Donatella's like 16. 16. And she's like, we're in love, we're getting married, we're going to have sex. And I'm like, you're 16. Not that there's, not that kids aren't having sex. The whole marriage, it's honestly, it's not even the sex thing. It's, it's the, the marriage. marriage. Like, we're in love, we're married. And I'm like, you're a child. Well, and like, you're a child. But again, it in- is a fairy tale. And like most, I mean, like, Little Mermaid, she's 16. Yes. And we're like, yeah, her and Prince Eric, they're in love, they're getting married. I know. But it's just but like, funny, it's like, just- as like a 35-year-old being like, eventually you're 17. Like, you don't need to marry your first boyfriend. But also, like, legend is old, and, like, he was yes. with their grandmother. Well, like, right. yes, that is my actual issue. Spoiler alert, if you guys haven't read this series. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, but the same thing with this. Jax is old. old. I don't think we know how old, right? No, but I'm a, he's No, he's, he's like over been, 100 years yeah. old, technically, like... He's immortal and she's 17. Yes. And like, yes, he was immortalized at the same age. But like, we know that he's been around a block time too. He's been around. Um, and again, yes, like Reese and Feyre, but she's like over 18. So like, I'm okay with it. It's like the being I like think this 17, is us being old. 
now. Yeah, this is like, it's like, yeah. it's like you're the people that now are like standing on the corner going, you're driving too fast, slow down. Like, we're those people yeah. now. <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, like in my head, I'm like, no, she's like, she's 18. I, just I have like, to make her I have 18. to bump the mother in my brain. I have to just make her 18. But again, like, I mean, I feel like the story would still be great and she could be 20. It's honestly, it's more of like the marriage thing. Like, I'm in love with you forever. Like, let's get married at 17. Then it is like, do you know what that means? Because I, I mean, I read like, I read why I love stories when they're in high school. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Because they're both in high school. I also, you know what I also have to do? I also have to like make this in more of like a medieval time because that's what you did back in the day. Like you were yeah. married by 16. I mean, like, yeah, it's you're also dead by like 28. But you know what? Hey, maybe not in these stories. It's legitimately <laughs> a fantasy story. Yes. It's a yes. fairy tale story. Yes. I understand that. Just for my old ass brain, like I have to just be like, no, she's 18. Yeah. I hear you. Just, you know, it just makes me feel better. I feel you. Um, I feel you. The curse. The curse. Okay. So we've known what the curse is. Every girl that Jax kisses dies. dies. He's told that the curse is that his true love, only his true only love. Only his true love will survive the kiss. Will survive, survive the kiss. And when he kisses, again, spoiler alert, Donatella, Donatella. in Legendary... She doesn't she, die. Yeah. And he's like, she must be my true love. Yes. So he thinks that he needs to get back to her. Yes. And like she picks um somebody legend. Else. Yeah, she yeah. I mean we've already said that. That's true. She picks, <laughs> she Why picks, are we from she picks somebody else. Yes. Um so at the end of Ballad and Never After, his whole thing is like, even though he knows that he's in love with Evangeline, he's like, I have to if I kiss her, she'll die. The only one I've never I who hasn't died is Donatella. I have to go back in time using the stones. So that I cannot fuck it up and, like, I'll be with her instead. Because he, all he wants, honestly, which is so sad, is to be loved. Yes. At the end of the day, yes. That's, like, literally all he wants. Yes. And I think that he probably was a good person to start. And then he became this fate. And, and then got hardened because, because like, everybody he's ever kissed. Yeah. And um, obviously he doesn't do that because Evangeline is killed by Castor when um, – or Chaos – when his helm comes off. Yes. So Jack uses the stones to go back in time to save her. Which, again, what a man. What an angel. Um, but you find out at the end that the curse wasn't, oh, only your true love will break the curse. It was anybody who would never love you won't die from your curse. And yes. anybody who could love you or does love you will die. Will die. And so that's why Donatella didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Donatella was like, she would never love him. Yeah. So she's like, I'm safe. I say, I'm good. Um, but the whole time you're like, yeah, like why didn't, which I kind of like that. Cause I was like, I don't like the fact that like he could have had another true love. Yeah. Like I wanted to only do Evangeline. I agree. So I liked that too. And Evangeline's like, no, like, I don't care. I, I love ha- you. I love him. I have to kiss him. Yes. And I, but I don't, I still don't understand how it worked. I don't understand how it worked either. I don't know if it was like her conviction of like her love for him was like stronger that, than the curse. Yeah. Kind of almost like, um practical magic yeah like you're like you have to have that like higher like she i will say i feel like that kind of might be the things like we were just talking about this before we went on camera what were we talking about before we went on camera i don't fucking know my brain's up my brain's fried she like yeah like so instead of being like dramatic like oh i'll die then like she's like no like oh yeah i love him I, like i need to do this like this it's gonna be fun like she has this whole conviction in her mind that, like it's going to be okay yeah i wish it was explained a bit more Yes. But I feel like her, like she literally throughout the whole time towards the end is like, I have to get to him. I have to kiss him. This is, this is the way. Yes. 
I could kiss Jax and he could finally see that he is not going to kill me. And Lala was like, no, this is the worst, worst idea. Worst <laughs> and she's like, I know what the stories say about Jax's kiss being fatal to all except for his one true love, which again, that's not the real curse. And I was supposedly already kissed that one girl. Ugh. But I also know the stories here lie and twist the truth. So that could be a lie. And that's the thing to note. All the stories from the Great North, nobody knows how they end. There's always... Yeah. And then they've just been twisted throughout. There's like the curse of storytelling where they either... The stories either can't be finished, even if people know the end, they can't say that they can't say it, or they have to twist the story to so that they can say it. Yeah. Like, and it's not... Or it's not the real... It's not... So... So that was kind of like what I like picked up was like maybe the curse, like there is like a way to break the curse. Yeah. But I, I forget her name, that dumb bitch. Oh, that that evil whore. Um, I was trying to think of her name too, too but like I, I, let's be honest. What was her name? Um, Somebody out there screaming into the abyss like, it's Matilda. It's not. But you know what I mean? We do this every time. Let's say, are you going to Valerie Arch? No. Oh, I listened to it. So that's not going to be. Oh, no, not Lala. Oh my God, what was her name? Isn't that what Aurora. Oh, Aurora. Okay. I say is one of the caster children. Yes. Um, she's the one who puts the curse on Jax because she loves Jax, and Jax will never love her. Yes. And she's a dumb little. She's a little evil bitch. Because she's like, how do you not love, love me? me? So she's like, oh well, if he won't love me, then he can't love anybody. Exactly. Um. Or- so I don't know if when she tells them what the curse is, like, ha ha ha. This is what it really you. is. Yeah. If she also can't, can't t- like, can't tell the truth of the story. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, like, why there's, a there's like, a few unanswered questions at the end of this book. Yes. I think it's the whole thing. It's the curse of the Great North. That's actually a good point. And I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Stephanie definitely did that on purpose. But that's kind of, like, why I think that there are Maybe. open-ended questions. Um, I know, I mean, I, there's, okay, so that's the one. Also... The question of Jax is immortal. Yes. Evangeline is immortal. not. Does the breaking of the curse make him mortal again? Yeah. That's not really answered. Because, like, you're su- – because, again, everyone was happily ever after. Yeah. So, it's like, does she become – like, how does do you work right. that out? Does she become immortal too or does he become mortal? Yeah. Because there's no way that that bitch is living and, like, he's just, like, going to let her die. Yes. There's no way. No. Or age. It's going to get weird at a certain point. <laughs> right. So I have to believe that either he became immortal. Yeah. And again, I do think that that might be true, that he became immortal because I do mention you how his- mortal? Yeah. Sorry, that he became mortal because his heart starts beating. Yes. Again. Like his heart was not beating prior. Oh, actually, no, sorry. This was my actual theory about the curse. I think the curse was broken the entire time from the time that Donatella kissed him because that's when his heart started beating again. So I think her never loving him broke the curse. Broke the curse and him and Evangeline couldn't have been kissing the whole time. That's actually a really good point. I forgot that that was my theory. I knew that I should have written some of these down because they mentioned that his heart is beating again. So I think that he's been mortal. The curse has been broken and he just hasn't kissed Evangeline. And he hasn't kissed Evangeline because he was too afraid. That actually kind of makes sense. I think that's what happened. I will 100% put stock in that. That I think that makes complete yes. sense. I think also, that, why would you bring up in book two that his heart started beating? Yeah. Like, to distinctly talk because about I how think, you didn't yeah, have a Yeah, he says heart. that, like, part of the curse is that when he kisses his true love, his heart will begin again. Yeah. And he kisses Donatella, and his heart starts beating, and she doesn't die. And he's like, then she must be my true love. But that's not the case. I think that she broke the curse by being the first girl to kiss him that didn't, could, love, him. That didn't love him. 
Or would never love him. Yeah. Both. I think that's a brilliant point. Yeah, no, I meant to say that. I'm glad that I remembered that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, glad that I remembered that. that. Yeah, I like sorry. That. I read this like two weeks ago, so you know how my brain is. It doesn't work. So, okay, so I like that one. We almost have a wrap-up on that guy. Now, we had another thought. Yes. What? We, you and I were talking about this because I was like, all right, I finished. How'd you like it? And you're like, I have two points. And I was like, you go first. I was like, funny, that's mine. It was the mortal thing and then – Teresa. What did I do? I also, and I don't want to mess up, but um, one of our followers, I was talking to her, Haley. So Haley, if you're listening, hey, what's up? So she went to an event. I think it was like the day that the book came out. Maybe the day after. I don't know. She had already read the book. Um, Anyway, I was under the impression that some of the unanswered questions in this book would be answered in another spinoff series. I was like, I could think Stephanie is just going to write another book because she very much alludes to chaos, a gay caster, Dante, I believe is the other brother and Lala, like a love triangle. Lala's like the cursed bride. um, Which again, you meet Lala in the Caraval series. You find out more about her in this series um but what was i saying oh her whole thing is that her one true love was one of the valors and he was like locked away in the valor yard blah blah blah, whatever so now she's like unlucky in love every time she gets engaged or whatever it never works out and when he comes out of the valor yard it's almost like too much time has passed and like they're like not in love anymore Mm -hmm. like he's kind of still in the past but she's like 200 years in the future and it's just, like, weird. But her and Chaos have, like, a lot of tension. A lot. Of so tension. I was, like, in my review, I was, like, there's definitely going to be a spinoff. But apparently, so sorry, I'm getting back to the point. Haley saw Stephanie, I guess, like, asked about if um, there was going to be a spinoff. And apparently Stephanie said no. Oh, okay. Or, like, if a lot of people, that she's really happy that a lot of people are, like, wanting more. So she's, like, open maybe to the idea, but she doesn't have any plans of writing. But I just – and I, I I saw I saw Haley's video, um, and I definitely believe that Stephanie – like, I saw the video. I know she said that. I just don't believe her. I don't believe Stephanie. Same. There's there was too many things, like, set up, I feel like, in this book for a spinoff that – Oh, no, no. I say there are too many things set up in this book for another spinoff that cannot have been just a coincidence. I agree. So maybe like she was waiting, maybe her next series will not have anything to do with this world, but I definitely see her coming back. I think back. we'll revisit. There's no way that we're not getting a chaos Lala book. Like, I agree. Well, and again, like the chaos and Lala were very much a big part of books two and three. Yes. So like, why not? Why you, even if like you weren't, even if there's a certain, let's get a fuck. What the fuck? Um, even if like you didn't want to do so, like something at first, like you just had the ammunition to continue on because you brought them up so much. Yeah, no, I feel like they are. Just, there was just no reason for her to like create that little love like, triangle like that with little, them. Th- this is like a if zing. there wasn't, and again, there are just some unanswered questions that I'm just like. I would like to hear how, like Evangeline, because like again, you you get mention of Donatella and um, Scarlet a lot more in book one of the series yeah. and you kind of hear like what they're doing because they're the ones who send Evangeline, Evangeline to the great north yes and she's already met Jax yes um 
But I'd almost like a wrap up with that too. Like, okay, you were the ones who originally sent, so I'd like to see them all together again. I'd like yeah. to see how like Evangeline and Jax are playing out their life. Like, do we know well, if they're mortal or not? Or yeah. Immortal? And like, who is now? Okay, so Apollo was the prince. He mm-hmm. was about to become king. He had to get married to become king. So he marries Evangeline, whatever. She was going to be queen. He dies. Yes. Thank God. Like brutally kind truly, of dies. Truly. Thank God. Um, and so he dies. Like is Jax's name cleared? Like there's right. a lot of stuff going on. Do the on. Valors yeah. like retake over? Yeah. Like, like there's the saying, There's a lot of unanswered questions which can just be the curse, the story curse of the Great North or Stephanie just like left things open-ended. So if she does ever do another one, she can build. Yeah. There's built, there's built there. Um, I okay. love that when they finally do kiss and she's just like so into it that she forgets to breathe and yes. like, almost faints. And he's like, Oh my God, you're, you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> He's like screams, and then she's like, "Don't cry, my love. I'm all right." And he's like, "How?" And she's like, "I already told you, you're the love of my life. You're mine, Jack's the hollow. You're not going to be the end of me." And she goes, and "He goes, but you were dying." And she's like, "No, I just forgot to breathe." Um, and then that's when, like, I think Apollo comes in and like steals her like away. Yes. And then he um, ends up dying because uh, shit backfires. Yeah, he goes to the the tree of souls. Yes. And he's like. Oh, like basically, like you'll sacrifice what means the most to you, and he's like, "Oh, well, that's Evangeline," but no, no, it's himself. It's himself. So he dies. And if you have the Barnes and Noble edition, which I think to everybody, if you like the story, I, you, I'm going to need you to read this before you leave tonight. Yes, you have to read the um, epilogue. epilogue because they're the way that it ends is like very like abrupt. It is an abrupt ending. He just goes, "We can go wherever you want, little fox," and like that's the end. Yeah, and you're like, "Wait, what?" And then I was like, oh, where's the epilogue? And then I'm like, you're like, I was like, oh, wait, no. Teresa, you have to get the Barnes and Noble. And again, it's literally only like a page and a half. But they go back to the hollow and they open it as like an inn. And Evangeline's like, oh, like, everybody can come here and like, whatever. And Jax is like, literally, no. Like, please don't come. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was, I liked it. I like this too. It's she writes a really nice story that's captivating. It's an, like long enough to hold your interest and like yeah. iron shit out, give you some stuff to deal with, but like short enough where like it's it's enough. Okay, no, I'm sorry, it's five pages. Oh. I was looking at the wrong one. Okay, the hollow in for travelers, adventurers, and those searching for happily ever after. It's a bonus epilogue, alternate ending is what they call it. But like it's the same ending. It's just like a different epilogue. Um, and then he uh, he changes like the sign. Um, in for travelers and those searching for unhappily ever after because he's like I don't want people to stay he's like I don't want people to stay here <laughs> he just wants his time alone with Evangeline he does I was looking at this cover because I went I've been born to the Barnes Noble like twice this week and I was like they are pretty yeah but the UK ones the UK ones are okay so they're gorgeous the UK ones are a lot prettier than the US editions and if anybody's listening and you have a Christopher True Love and you and you have the signed Barnes Noble edition and you don't like this series, I'll buy it from you. Because I've told this story before on this podcast. I'm gonna make, you have. I'm going to make everybody feel really bad for me. And then they'll want to send me, send me their book. Okay, sure. So two years ago when um, Once Upon picture a Broken it. Heart. Picture <laughs> it. Sicily. It's 2021. <laughs> October. And my dad is on his deathbed. Oh my God, Teresa Marie. That's a true story. It um, is, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> I told you I'm trying to get... Sympathy points. <laughs> this is just how she is. If you if you if you haven't met us or listened to us, this is just how she is. My dad is dying a brutal death. <laughs> um, and I'm fucking smack. Okay, you. so I'm at my mom's, and she lives like 45 minutes away. And my brother and I are kind of just like staying there, like waiting for the inevitable. 
And I'm like, all right, I didn't bring my Kindle. I need books. Like, I was like, BR, I was like, listen, like, he's not dying in the next hour. I'm going to go to the bookstore. You're really painting a picture over here. <laughs> and so I go to Barnes and Noble and I'm just like walking around. I, that same day I picked up um, Love in Other Words and I'm looking and it's a Tuesday and there's a whole table set out and it's like signed Barnes and Noble exclusives of Once Upon a Broken Heart. And it had just released that day. And I was like, intrigued. I liked the cover. It was like, it was, it's pretty. It's yeah. not as pretty as UK edition, but I was like, Ooh, like it's pretty. Like, yeah. I like the rose gold, like cover, like whatever. I was just, and I read the back and I was like very intrigued. So like, I'm just going to go, I'm going to buy this. Yeah. And I like went back to my mom's and I was like, I'm going to read this book. And I devoured it, devoured that book. I like to say, I was like, Oh, like obviously I was going through a hard time and it was like a very, it was like a great escape. It was a whimsical like escapism moment. Yes. yes. Um, when Ballad of Never After came out, obviously I pre-ordered it and the book would just like it took two weeks to deliver. And I, I remember got this. the I got the notification that it was delayed. So on release day, I ran to Barnes Noble and I got the signed Barnes Noble exclusive edition. So I have the first two are signed Barnes Noble exclusives. So when the third book was coming out, I was like, I'm not pre-ordering it because Barnes Noble never delivers. The day of the pre-order, I'll just go to Barnes and Noble get, yeah. and I am and get the signed Barnes Noble exclusive edition. However, the signed copy is all sold out pre-order. That's fucking outrageous. So I have the Barnes Noble exclusive. It's not signed. And I would like to have the complete set of signed Barnes Noble exclusive edition. So if and anybody has just the signed one and they don't like, the, and, the, and they don't like it. And like, if you like read the series, you're like, not for me, but you have the signed copy. I will pay you for it. Not like a hundred dollars. Cause like, I'm not insane, but I will pay you more than what you spent. Um, unless you really feel bad for me cause my dad died and then I'll pay you <laughs> what you paid. <laughs> Anyone's not watching this on video. I just fucking put my head against the microphone. <laughs> I don't want to like, <laughs> it's a very sad moment that we lost Frank, but, <laughs> but don't give it to her. She's being a bully. <laughs> Your mother would yell at you. My dad would be proud of me. Would he, Teresa Marie? Yes. Actually, yeah, no. Yeah, he would. He'd you say, should sparkle to your dad. Say, so, yeah, he'd say, scam them, girl. Scam them. <laughs> That's my girl. Um, but no, I do want to get the UK editions because they're so pretty. They're but beautiful. I did, I do have, I have to keep these. I can't like get rid of no. them. I love them. Um, especially because, no, I will, I just would never sell the first book. It just, it really, I just like loved it so much. And it was during a bad time so it has like um, a little bit of a more of like connection yeah I have, I have a connection like physically to that book but i do want to buy the uk editions because they're so beautiful literally like, was on blackwell all day today and i'm like do i just add them do i do it i know i think Maybe. about it all the time and i want to get a special um bookshelf for my office that i only have like my pretty books on that's a good idea. i've run out of space in general i don't know what i'm gonna do um reach there's like no more books that i want to get rid of same. I'm at a loss. And I only have one shelf because I can only have one shelf. If you're like one shelf is probably the size of my like three combined. Maybe two. Two. Okay. Maybe two. Um, yeah. I just don't know what to do with these books anymore. It's hard. It really is. I was actually thinking about getting like cool, like making, um, I don't know if Tom's going to go with this, but like on the one side of like our room, obviously like it's a corner, right? Walls, corners, 90 degree angles. They make those like tree looking shelves. Yeah. I was literally going to try to get Tom to let me do almost like top, top. to bottom to display like not my, because they're in a bedroom. So you're not going to see them. So like 
just, you know, your romances that you just kind of like, I just wanted them, but like don't yeah. care about, but like I wanted my bookshelf that's like out and displayed for like people to see. Like I wanted you to see like the pretty cover ones. Yes. Like, or at least like my favorite ones. Right. Um, They always spark a good conversation when I turn my camera on for work. Like I'm really disgruntled because <laughs> my one shelf, which I have Caraval, Once Upon a Broken Heart, um, Played a Prisoner series, Daughter of No Worlds, and Serpent and Wings, and I have them. They literally fit perfectly, all those books, on Ooh. one shelf. But now, Gold, mm. which I have right here, which doesn't come out until December, but I'm going to brag about it. Um, book five in the Played Prisoner series. It will not fit on my shelf if I keep... And I, I, I can't separate the Stephanie Garber books. I can't separate the Krista Broadbent books. And I don't know where else to put the Played a Prisoner books because there's not another shelf that will fit them. What about like something right here? Well, okay. She was pointing at my wall. Yeah, um, in the living room. I do want to, because that's where I have my turn, my turntable. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. And my records. And I was going to put some shelves up so I can display some of my records, specifically my Taylor Swift ones. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I know. And this is like going to be silly because it's literally. Wait. No, please hold. So you know how you used to have something here. over here? Yeah. You should do something with like, I saw this at, um, I was going to do I? two like long shelves. Yes, and you can make those pretty like, like lean some of the records on yeah. there, like double stack some other things with it. And then you can do books over there. Yeah. Or, okay. I'll say I could do like some of my special edition books. Only, okay. So this is my issue and you guys can't see my house, but the corner that we're talking about, that's where I put my Christmas tree. Oh. And I feel like it would be weird to have shelves there. That's a good my point. Christmas tree is very big and it would yeah, block it. She's thick girl. Yeah. I know. And that's silly because my Christmas tree is up for what, like six weeks a year? Yeah. But like at the same time too, like you don't want it to you put can't, it. You, yeah, you can't can only it, go there. Oh, can only go. But like you also don't want it too close to the TV because that would look off with like right. where your other shelf is. I mean. No, I Just know. throwing this out there. Okay. Can you do something with your books here? And I mean, I can. I can get rid of decor. I can get rid of tchotchkes. But like, you could also like mix the tchotchkes into like the decor with the books. Yeah, no, I can. You're right. Because you have a lot of shelf space over there. I do. I vote you use that. Okay. You leave that, and then you do the the albums here. Yeah. Wow. You're welcome. And you guys got to hear all that. Yeah. Without even seeing it. <laughs> I have no what? idea what we're talking They're about. They're like, wow. Teresa cool. has Shut shelves. the fuck up. I need Christmas bitches. <laughs> you can visualize it. I'll paint the picture. I have a dark blue wall. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about me to note, and then um, we'll give you our final ratings on the book, is that I love... Um, to talk about yourself. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, to cause dramatic scenes by talking about your dead dad. That as well. That's, I mean, he's... <laughs> Part of him is sitting right there. I have a little bit of his ashes right Wait, there. Wait, where? Where's Frank? See the picture? Yeah. See the little ball next to it? I didn't know he was there. He's in that. That would have been like a nice little tap tap. Yeah. I say it's like, it's just his fingers and toes. You can't really tell. Because, you know, it's he's cremated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Just teeth chilling in there. No big deal. What I was going to say was I love an accent wall. Accent walls are fun. Yeah, I have one in every room. You do? No, I really know. Like, I really, I legitimately have an accent wall in every room. Um, anyway, my final thoughts, I gave it, like, four and a half stars. I did four and a half as well. Just because there's not I rounded up on Goodreads to five. But, yes, I love the story. I know that people's 
that's also what I want to touch on really quick before we like let you guys go. I oh, know yes. that people had issue with it. And I know that we did talk about this last week. I did bring it up um, in our Spilling the Tea episode, but in case you didn't listen to that. Um, the complaints that I've seen, which I'm not discrediting people's ratings. No. I don't really, I don't give a shit if you rate it at one star, honestly. Um, but a lot of the videos that I saw of people's criticisms of the book had a lot to do with the fact that like the fan theories didn't come to fruition. And I that's don't fair. think that that's fair, right, to Stephanie. Um, again, your opinions are your own and like I fully support that. But I think that if you theorize about how a book should go or will go and it doesn't go that way, that it you have to manage your own expectations, um, which is also why I think like a lot of these fan theories and Easter egg huntings are detrimental um, to a lot of book series because people really invest a lot of time and energy into them. And I think a lot of Easter eggs aren't even Easter eggs. Like I honestly think that a lot of these things people are just like looking into have like no I do think there's some re- cool correlations. Yeah, but, but I, I don't think you should go into some of those things with like a more of an open mind. Like I think that Flame and Shadow is not going to live up a lot to a lot of these fan theories that people have for Crescent City. That's why I don't even watch them. That's like I don't. Mind, I, say, I like, don't watch them why, either. Yeah. Um, once in a while, I'll like watch one and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But like, I don't really care. I have no expectations going in. Um, I had no expectations going into this book because, I, again, I really don't subscribe to fan theories. Um, and so I loved it. Like, I love the way it played out. Could we have used less Apollo chapters? Yes, 100%. We didn't need as many as we got. We knew he was evil. We understood what his motivations were. Yeah. I could have done with a few more Jax POVs in lieu of, but I like that we did get multiple POVs in general. Great. You don't get those in the other books. You only ever get Evangeline. Yes. Um and so I really enjoyed the plot. I liked how the story played out. I saw people complaining. They were like, this is Jax's love story. And we barely got Jax. Like, no, this no, has always not. been Evangeline's story. story. It's been Evangeline's story from book one. Jax is the male main character. He plays an integral role, but it's always been about her growth I and also her story. Think, and like you brought this up too, like as you're reading books, as they come out, you're not reading them back to back to back. So like you kind of do forget like where we started yeah. and it, it's been all about Evangeline and Evangeline yeah. being sent on this journey by the girl. So like you, like if you Evangeline do, seeks out yes, Jax, Jax and then the girl sent her the, to the great North and Jax is there. And, and again, people, okay. Another thing that people were upset about, they were like, Oh, um, she never, he never, um, the third bargain, the third kiss. He never like, what's the word? He never like asks her whatever she was. He makes her do the two kisses, the third one, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. but that bargain that like Mark on her connects them. He can always find her because of the bargain. Yes. So I never thought like once like I found that out, I was like, he's never going to No. The only thing I thought was like, he might make her kiss him. Maybe to, like get his memories back or something her memories back. But at the end when she still had it, I was like, it's their connection. Exactly. He's never going to, he's never going to force that bargain on her because he's now, now they're always connected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't need to anymore. Like what does he need to use that third kiss for? He doesn't. It would only be on himself. And I don't think he needs to beg for a kiss. No. Um, so like that didn't bother me that that like was like an unanswered question, but yeah, like I just went in like, and I, did a re-listen um the week leading up to this book coming out but i yeah i went in with like an open mind like i had no expectations i, I just knew that they were going to end up together duh yes like that's one thing you know it's gonna happen like, and like i will say i don't theorize very well at all like there's things that like i forget what 
the shock was, but I remember like looking at you and be like, I didn't fucking see this coming. You're like, how didn't you see this coming? Like, yeah. I don't fucking theorize, but I will say that at times, like I really am grateful. I don't because I do think, and I have, don't think it's a problem that people love to theorize, no. but I think it does kind of construe where your thoughts lie in terms of like what's going to happen and yeah. it can ruin something for you. But again, like, I'm not the author. Like, yeah, I think some cool is that people are finding are like awesome. Like that's cool. That like maybe it doesn't even have a correlation, but like but to each their own, but like I rather just go in and like, yeah, like I have an understanding of like what's going to happen. I do need a synopsis. I need to like have some kind of idea of what I'm getting myself into, but like, I don't need to theorize to the point where I'm going to then like, I'd be like, upset that yeah. your theories didn't come to exactly. fruition. Or if you know what, honestly, I've also just been the kind of person too in life in general. Like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, and I mean, while I'm reading, I'll mark things like, ooh, I think that this is going to mean something later in this book. But, like, I'm not worried about what's happening in the next book. Like, no. And I – okay, so Iron Flame came out today. I'm reading. And, like, there's a mention of something. And then, like, something else is like, oh, like, what is that? And I was like, oh, I think it's going to mean this. So, like, I marked it for my own – but I'm, it's not a theory, like, past this book. Like, I know that – I'm not going back to books and theorizing, like, looking through also, certain shit. Also, I like, just don't have – I don't have, like – time and I'm not that smart same definitely not smart um and I also just want to be like surprised by what's going to happen in the book yeah I don't want to like theorize and then be like oh well, I predicted all because also I feel like if you theorize and you get it right and then you're like oh I predicted all this and it's like anticlimactic that's true too because I remember people were doing this with like Game of Thrones and stuff um and a lot of times I was like you guys like in the earlier seasons I was like if you just read the books you would know it was coming anyway but a lot of times, too, they were like, oh, well, like, this is going to happen because this. I mean, they fucked that last season. And, like, a lot of fan theories should have come to fruition because mm -hmm. it was very heavily implied in the books that Jon Snow was going to be the one to kill the fucking Night King, not Arya. Like, was it cool to watch? Yeah, but it made no sense. Okay. No sense. Sorry, Game of Thrones spoiler alert. But, like, it made no sense. The whole time it was like, we need to bring – they had to bring him back from the dead because he was the one who was supposed to kill the Night King. And then Arya does it? And Jon Snow's just like chilling. Um, yeah. Anyway, anywho, different point. <laughs> um, that's the only fan theory that I will get behind. That I think even whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, four and a half stars. If you haven't read Caraval, because I don't think you need to read Caraval first to enjoy this. Series. I don't think you need to, but I, I do. I did like knowing who Donatella and Scarlet were. Yeah. Just, but you don't need, you don't need to. It, it was just like oh yeah them i read once upon a broken heart first and then i was like oh i'm gonna go back and read caraval yeah and you're like okay cool but like they're such like a small part the only thing that like that comes back is the kiss with donatella but yeah i feel like it's, it's explained it, it's 100 expl she wrote it where you do not have to read one before yeah. the other but if you haven't read that and you have read this i would go back and read that and if you're listening to this because you like Sorry. spoilers and you haven't read either read caraval first yes Anyway, next anyway. week, The Gram Effect. Um, spoiler alert, I fucking loved it. Yes. Um, can't wait to talk about it. Uh, the following week, we're going to be doing Iron Flame, which came out today. So you have two weeks to read it if you're interested. If you're not interested, then don't listen. Become interested. Or listen in um, and then Sorry about it. my dead dad's story. I think it's funny. Not that he's dead, but I loved making people uncomfortable. And December... I know that we are going to do Tessa Bailey, Wreck the Halls. Yes. Definitely. We have not solidified any December no. schedule. But it's only November, November. 2nd. So <laughs> we have time. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Well, you'll see me. I won't see you. <laughs> the viewers, not Katie. Katie will see me. <laughs>
that note. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers. See you.